Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. Manx Radio's Update with Andy Wint. Thanks to my good evening. It's half past five. This is update for Tuesday, 6th of February, 2024 from Manx Radio. 30 minutes looking at the latest news on the Isle of Man. Background to that news, we've got sport, business, sea watch, travel updates and the newsmakers in person. This evening, the latest on the Southern Wind Turbine Project. New housing bylaws could be on the way. Southern Pool HR support won't be departmental. Increased sentences proposed for sexual crimes and the reasons behind the Patrick Commissioner's appointments. Man Benham for all your business and legal needs. But first of all, at 29 minutes ahead of six o'clock, the update news headlines. Faster my Siobhan Fletcher. Faster my. Ronaldway Met Office has issued a yellow weather warning for icy patches across the island this evening. It will come into force at 9pm and remain in place until 10am tomorrow. New legislation which will increase the maximum prison sentences for people convicted of sexual crimes will provide more protection for people on the Isle of Man. The Home Affairs and Justice Minister will take the Sexual Offences and Obscene Publications Act to Timwood next month. It includes legislation for new offences including voyeurism, upskirting, revenge porn and possession of extreme pornography. A meeting to discuss plans to update the family home of a Peel teenager who was injured in a car crash in 2022 is getting underway in the next half an hour. A drop-in evening will be held to discuss renovation plans for Balalocky at Peel Football Club from 6pm. Further afield, Prince Harry's returned to the UK to see the King following his cancer diagnosis. The Duke of Sussex cleared his diary to see his father, who's already receiving treatment for the illness. South Wales police say they're investigating two sudden deaths. The bodies of a 40-year-old man and a woman who was 34 was found at an address in Port Talbot yesterday morning. And the owner of Facebook and Instagram has announced plans to label AI-generated images posted by users. Meta is bringing in a watermark for pictures that resemble real photos to ensure transparency. There your headlines, news at six. Secure tomorrow today with Man Benham's private client team. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Garamaya, thank you, Siobhan, from the Rundlesway Met Office. That strong wind water in operation for the North Irish Sea. State of sea is slight or moderate. Dry and clear, a light variable breeze, overnight minimum zero. That yellow weather warning through till 10 tomorrow morning for frost and icy patches. Forge Crane, Wednesday dry and sunny, daylight maximum 7 degrees, down to 2 through the night into Jordan. Thursday, rain and sleet on a strong easterly, which will fall as snow on the hills. Top temperature 5 degrees. Tides on the way back in, high waters 9 minutes before 9. Low tide 14 minutes after 3 a.m. Sunrise 5 to 8 tomorrow morning. And high tide, five minutes past nine. Uh, the matrix signs at the moment are showing uh, a uh, warning for the Mayhill traffic lights. Cues at the Mayhill traffic lights. Manx Glass and Glazing are proud to be an approved contractor with Construction Isle of Man. Call the team on 674-573 or visit the showroom on the Snugborough Trading Estate. 
The proposed Manx Utilities wind farm at Erie Stain and Scarlet isn't the only energy source being analysed by Manx Utilities. Backup options are also being secured by the team as part of a wider scoping work. Lizzie Riley, Transition Programme Manager at Manx Utilities. We've progressed with our onshore wind project and based on the information we have to date, believe it is deliverable by 2026. We've done a lot of feasibility work on the delivery of a second interconnector, which supports our 2030 target. So we would try and avoid the the same path because obviously using the exact same route that we have today presents a potential security risk. So there is always a danger that a trawler may end up tangling up with the interconnector yeah. with, an, with an anchor. So strategically placing them uh, slightly further apart avoids and limits that risk to a certain extent. We're also doing some background work and feasibility studies at the moment with regards to another project, which is to do with having carbon neutral dispatchable generation on the Isle of Man. So dispatchable on demand, you can start it instantly no matter what the weather's doing. We recognise that resources like wind and solar are not 100% guaranteed on any day and we have a responsibility on the Isle of Man to deliver security of supply so we have to be able to meet our customers' demand for electricity regardless of what the weather is doing and to do that and to be realistic about the transition, you have to have an energy source which you can guarantee is available at any time irrespective of what the weather is doing and that, that's what our customers on the Isle of Man come to expect. New legislation which will increase the maximum prison sentence for people convicted of sexual crimes will provide more protection for people on the Isle of Man. The Home Affairs and Justice Minister will take the Sexual Offences and Obscene Publications Act to Timble next month. The Minister, Jane Paul Wilson, MHK. The Act is really important because we have some updated offences in there, particularly covering child abuse, and we also have uplifts in prison sentences sentences, so the maximum uh, prison sentence available for certain offences. We also have new offences in the Act relating to voyeurism, upskirting and revenge porn, also to possession of extreme pornography. And then there is more protection for children and vulnerable adults. So the legislation is really important um, because, as I say, it introduces new offences, it increases the maximum prison sentence in a number of different offences. And so by implementing this new legislation, we enhance uh, protection and the sort of action we can take um, in in relation to a number of risks around sexual harm and sexual violence. In an ideal world that we will try and do more to protect people um, in the first place. And I think one of the things and the importance of Sexual Violence Awareness Week is raising awareness around um, this and uh, doing what we can to um, make it clear that these sorts of behaviours are absolutely not acceptable. And so raising awareness like this week does, I think, is important in that. I think the other thing that is uh, really important that we um, are working towards is our new sexual assault referral centre, which will be a clinical-led facility once it is um, fully in place. The Isle of Man in 30 Minutes. Update on Manx Radio with Andy Wind. Fast am I, 23 minutes before six. Safe systems of work weren't in place at the workshop where a St John's man suffered fatal injuries after being crushed by a falling piece of marble. The inquest into the death of Nathan Harvey has reconvened at Douglas Courthouse today. Tessa Hawley was there for Manx Radio News. The 30-year-old died on the 21st of June 2022 at Nobles Hospital after an incident at the Poolrash Black Limestone headquarters in Ballasalla. Mr Harvey, who'd worked for the company since October the previous year, was attempting to move an unusually large piece of marble with a colleague. However, the half 
Upton slab slipped and landed on him, trapping him underneath. He was rushed to hospital but suffered a cardiac arrest. A subsequent post-mortem found he'd suffered injuries that meant he had no realistic prospect of survival. At Douglas Courthouse today, coroner of inquest James Brooks told the court nobody and no organisation is on trial. The court heard from Mr Harvey's colleague who said with hindsight the duo should have waited for help from one of the company owners before attempting to lift the slab. In May last year, Poolvash Black Limestone was fined £60,000 after admitting two health and safety offences. Today, the owner and director of the company, Rosemary Glassy, told the court she was responsible for health and safety despite having no formal health and safety qualifications. When quizzed about the training she'd provided to employees, including Mr Harvey, she said this was taught in words, in pictures, by watching videos from manufacturers, but mainly by experience on the job. An independent review of the company by the Isle of Man Health and Safety Inspectorate following Mr Harvey's death found a safe system of work was not in place at the time the incident happened. The inquest will reconvene tomorrow when Coroner Brooks is expected to deliver his verdict. You can find more information at manxradio.com. Cabinet Office Minister says the appointment of temporary members to Patrick Commissioners was requested by the board. Kate Law Brennan MHK told the House of Keys today the Elections Department worked with the Captain of the Parish to select people to take up the post. Consideration was given by the Crown and Elections Division of the Cabinet Office and it was deemed appropriate to use the function of, of appointment of temporary members to the uh, local authority granted under Section 36 of the Elections Keys and Local Authorities Act 2020. Officials from the Crown and Elections Unit of the Cabinet Office and the Local Government Unit of the Department of Infrastructure liaised with the Clerk of Patrick Parish Commissioners who confirmed the appointment of temporary members was requested by the remaining Commissioners and identified that this additional support would be required by the 8th of January, the date of the Commissioners meeting at which the rate decision would need to be approved. In accordance with the legislation, the Cabinet Office initially consulted with Parish Patrick Commissioners who were unable to recommend three potential appointees. Therefore, in order to identify suitable appointees at short notice for this temporary arrangement, the Cabinet Office took soundings, including from the Captain of the Parish, to help identify suitable people of standing who may potentially be willing to fill the positions on a temporary basis before and while formal elections arrangements process could be completed. And this could happen in light of the fact that the uh, budget and rates determination was due to be considered at the January meeting. Approaches were then made to gauge acceptance of a temporary appointment and the order appointing those who accepted was made on the 21st of December 2023. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. Motor vessel Manxman left Hesham at four minutes past two. Should you be into the bay any time now and onto the link span in the next ten minutes? Departing this evening at 7.45, arriving in Hesham at half past 11. The overnight departure from Lancashire at 2.15, back to Douglas at 6 tomorrow morning. And Wednesday morning's departure, 8.45, Manxman heads to Hesham. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information.
Castle Town Commissioners could be introducing new housing bylaws to its social housing. The issue was discussed at the local authority meeting last night. Our local democracy reporter Emma Draper was there. Castle Town Commissioners had their first meeting since the announcement that the Southern Swimming Pool would be saved. The local authority said it will be supporting the increased rate to 6.1 pence to support the facility and ensure it stays open. Vice Chair Beth Cannon had concerns that if pupils were travelling elsewhere for swimming lessons, it would have a detrimental impact on the children's education. Mrs Cannon says she was proud of how the community in the South pulled together to save the pool. A planning application on the agenda brought a number of residents to the Commission's meeting. The owners of Reef House on College Green have applied for planning permission for a triple garage on the site, which the neighbours who attended were not in favour of, with one saying the proposal will obstruct the public's view of the sea, and another said if the application went ahead it would spoil a beautiful view of Castletown. Commissioner Jerry Ludford Brooks said they will be staying neutral on the application, and Clark Hugo McKenzie said residents should submit their comments to planning. Also on the agenda was a notice of motion from Commissioner Colin Leather about reinstating housing bylaws which expired in 2012. Mr Leather said the current powers the commissioners have are either do nothing or take back the house from the tenant, which he called draconian. This applies to minor problems as well as bigger issues like breaches of tenancy agreements. If the bylaws are created, the local authority would have the power to take someone to court or issue a fine. He says it could also include an option to give the tenant a set number of weeks notice to rectify the problem. It was agreed unanimously to investigate further and then petition the idea to Tinwald. Manx Radio Business Briefing. At 17 minutes before six in corporate news, uh, US pharmaceutical company Eli Lilly reported stronger than expected uh, results on the strong launch of its new weight loss drug, ZepBound. The quarterly results are the first to include sales of ZepBound, which some analysts say could post more than a billion dollars in sales in its first year and on the market and eventually become the biggest drug of all time. And for a full daily market report, go to RamseyCrookall.com. BP's reported its second highest annual profit in a decade, despite being half the level it announced the previous year. Profits at the energy giant were $13.8 billion, some $11 billion sterling, in 2023, down from the record $27.7 billion in 2022, when oil prices soared in the aftermath of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The price of oil fell back last year, cutting profits to all energy firms, but BP says it's stepping up plans to return cash to shareholders. The results are the first released by BP since the company announced Murray Orkin loss as its new chief exec. Previous boss Bernard Looney resigned last September after admitting he'd not been fully transparent about past personal relationships at the firm. BP board said Mr Looney had committed serious misconduct, resulting in him forfeiting up to £32.4 million of pay and benefits. The fall in BP's annual profits echoes the results from rival Shell, who last week said profits fell to $28.2 billion last year, down from $39.9 billion in 2022. The Stock Market Report, brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European markets higher today as investor confidence remains robust. In the US, Wall Street's indices inched higher. Gold regained some ground on a slight pullback in the US dollar and treasury yields, and oil was little moved today. Uh, the numbers from Ramsey Crookall. At the close in London, the FTSE 100 uh, up nine-tenths of a percent, 7,600 
1981. The DAX in Frankfurt up eight tenths of a percent, 17,042. A short time ago, New York City, the trading day rolls on. The Dow Jones Industrial up two tenths of a percent, 38,461. The NASDAQ Tech Stocks Index down almost a tenth of a percent at 15,584. The S&P 500 in Chicago up seven hundredths of a percent, 4,946. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling trading at one US dollar, 25.9 cents, one euro, 17.1 cents, and 23 South African rand, 76.8 cents. In commodities, golds up six tenths of a percent, $2,036 per troy ounce, and a barrel of Brent crude up just over one and a tenth of a percent, $78.71. You've got an investment plan? Yeah, Mike set it up. But don't you need loads of money to do that? Not this one. It's called Shearwater from Ramsey Crookall, and you're paying monthly as little as £100. So it's like saving regularly, really helping us invest in the future for a house, of the kids' education. £100 a month? I could easily do that. You should. The sooner you start, the better. Invest in your future with as little as £100 a month. Shearwater from Ramsey Crookall, the island's investment specialist for 75 years. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookall.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. The illness of uh, the King, Lord of Man, has drawn even greater attention, if it were needed, to the benefits of early diagnosis of cancer. But many still shy away from getting checked sooner rather than later. From Man in Cancer's David Gorn. With any disease, any illness, the longer you leave it, it can get worse. Um, and the sooner you get it treated, the sooner uh, you start to recover. So, so regardless of your age, if, if you're not feeling up to scratch, uh, and if you're finding some uh, unusual changes, shall we say, in your body, then you really should go and see your GP and get it checked out. And over a certain age in particular? You know, uh, cancer is not prevalent in older people, so obviously as you get older, these things are, uh, are, are better checked out early. As far as doctors are concerned, if you go in and, you, and they haven't seen you for some time, will they sort of run the rule over and think, well, we'll have a look at a couple of other things as well, with your permission, of course? Well, they should do. If you present yourself, then they, what they should be doing is looking at family history, because family history can sometimes be appointed to, uh, to cancer. Um, symptoms, signs, how you're feeling, any, any changes in your mood, any changes in the way you react to things. So it, it should be an holistic approach, really, to have a look at the whole body and, uh, and thereby build up a picture of, of what might be going on. There's an enormous percentage of people over a certain age are prone to cancer. Is this growing, or, or is this, has this always been with us? It just hasn't been picked up. I think it's. it's, it's I think it's always been with us, um, uh, and I know that 25% of cancers are are over 75. I think with a lot of these things now, cancers are, are being diagnosed, whereas in the past they weren't really diagnosed. Somebody got ill and died. Nobody really, uh, uh, if you like, uh, analysed down to find out what the actual cause was. Update. Brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit Simcox.com or call 690-300. Manx Radio Sport. Faster by Rob Pritchard. Faster by. Good evening. Starting with cycling and Mark Cavendish is back in competitive action for Astana, Kazakhstan today. The Manx Missile's first event of 2024 is seeing him contest the first stage of the Tour Columbia, an event which is making a comeback after a four-year absence. In May last year, Cav initially announced plans to retire at the end of the 2023 season, before postponing those plans five months later in October and agreeing to race for a further campaign. Today's opening stage of the Tour Columbia got underway at around 
3pm UK time, with the frontrunners currently expected to finish shortly after 6.30. Elsewhere in motorsport, insurance has been secured for all road racing events on the Isle of Man in 2024. That's according to Minister for Enterprise Tim Johnston, in a written Timwald answer following a question on the matter from Douglas North MHK John Wannenberg. Mr Johnston says he's been advised the Auto Cycle Union has attained cover on the same basis as previous years for this year's Isle of Man TT races and Manx Grand Prix, as well as Southern 100 meetings on the Balloon course. When asked for how many years such cover is in place for, the Minister adds insurance is secured annually, and the policy for 2025 events is due to be put in place before the end of November this year. In badminton, the Isle of Man badminton squad has enjoyed more medal success whilst competing at the Essex Tier 4 competition at the weekend. Stephen Quayle took silver in the men's singles, whilst Annalise Meller and Kitty Thomas secured silver in the women's doubles. Elsewhere, fellow Ireland competitor Jess Lee also put in a positive display during the English National Badminton Championships in Nottingham on Saturday and Sunday. She reached the last eight of the women's doubles event alongside teammate Casey Scott. And finally, it was a tough weekend for two of the island's junior national hockey sides in the England Hockey Championships on Sunday. The Isle of Man under-18 boys suffered a 7-1 loss against Timperley, whilst the under-18 girls were on the end of a narrow 2-1 defeat against Litchfield. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Three inbound at Runnels Way tonight. The half hour seven EasyJet from London Gatwick on time. Ten to eight Logan Air from London City. And the five to eight Logan Air from Liverpool, all showing fine tonight. Outbound six o'clock Logan Air to Liverpool. The patient transfer plane on time. And then it's the ten past eight EasyJet back to Gatwick, showing on time. On the road, Kieran Drockard Road in Andrus has closed in phases for water main work. Closures on the Ballalai Road, south of Kirk Michael, for water main work. Uh, temporary lights at the bottom of the Ballamoda, the Grenoble Road Junction, for patching work. And lights in Peel on Ramsey Road near Battery Lane for cable work. In Douglas, Hillside Avenue is closed to Circular Road for adjacent office window replacement. Part of Switzerland Road's closed for construction work till November. The Millennium Bridge closes at 8 o'clock tonight for repairs till 4am for maintenance diversions in place. Temporary lights on Lock Prom by Tower House for cleaning the building fascia. Temporary lights at the bottom end of Summer Hill for gas repairs and in Bold Drying. Temporary lights on the main road north of the Liverpool Arms for work on the tram crossing. In Glenvine, temporary lights on the main road between the Glendarroch Road and Balagheri traffic lights for wall building work. Temporary lights at the junction of Mayhill and Queenspear Road for pavement resurfacing. Thus, the queue at the Mayhill traffic lights. Uh, restrictions on Vernon Road and Seamount Road in Ramsey. Face closures on the Ballakill Ferrick Road for water main work. And temporary lights on King Edward Road in Onken between Groudle and the A2 for trial pit work. Keyside Tyres and Service Centre with one year's free engine warranty from Castrol. Get more with Keyside. The Education Minister has admitted that support for HR supplied to the Southern Pool employees by her department is now the responsibility of local authorities. Julie Edge, MHK, said those affected by the potential closure of the facility will be offered the support. But in Keys today, she said it's not her department's responsibility. My department requested HR support. It's centralised service of government. We did request that, but subsequently it wasn't offered to the Southern Pool Board. However, they are a local authority and I would expect them to have HR support under the Local Government Act. I just need to correct the Honourable Member with regards to HR support. That will not be coming from government. Uh, could the Minister confirm that she's already said 
in previous answers that uh, HR support was offered by her department, yet her answer today seems contrary to that. So was it a mistake to actually have offered HR support from her department in the first place? Another mistake. Honourable members seem to not understand the process around local authority boards and pool boards. Yes, my department stated to the pool board on the 10th of January when we met with them that if they reached out to us, we would consider establishing whether OHR support would be available to them. However, this time it's a centralised service and it wasn't available to the Southern Pool Board on this occasion. And that is not the responsibility of my department, unfortunately. Would the Minister agree that maybe it's her as Minister that doesn't understand the process? Because you can't offer something that you can't then deliver on. We were offering help and support to the Southern Pool Board. We'd previously offered it and, and it was successful and we worked with the local authority and the school, well, the three local authorities that are part of the Southern Pool Board. On this occasion, it, was, it did not come forward. It did not come forward. Well, the three representatives on the Pool Board is the members I'm talking about, honourable member. Update. Brought to you by Simcox Advocates. A former figure in the government's communications department said the Manx population may be uncertain about how the planned population increase to 100,000 will work. Journalist Alistair Ramsey said that a recent development has been the appointment of NEDs, non-executive directors. The NEDs are to advise on governance, which is what the old-fashioned civil servants were there for. So it's a, it's a very radical approach which I don't think we've seen the like of in modern times. So so effectively then we've had the the, the revolution and we should start seeing some quite radical change happening now. It's probably too early to see what actually happens. I know the Chief Minister is very keen to point to uh, the, the fruits of the economic strategy already, that there's an increase in working population, increase in government revenue on the back of that, and uh, increased housing. How much of that might have happened anyway is, is, is a question. Because uh, um, you would expect after uh, the, the constraint of COVID, the, the necessary constraint that uh, we all ha- had to deal with, mm. that there would be a, a, a bounce of, uh, in terms yes, of economic yeah, output yeah. afterwards. And, and that's one of the issues, I think, with this administration, is the, is the, the difficulty in, in getting to the, the, the detail a, a bit more depth in terms of explaining what's happening, how it's going to work. With the population strategy, the, the, the increased population, the target for that in particular, I don't think the public are on board with that. I think they don't understand how that's supposed to work when you've got public services under a lot of strain already, that you, the cure is to produce a, a greater population. And if there is a rationale for that, I don't think it's um, cut through to the general public. That's it for update tonight, compiled from the resources of Manx Radio's news department. Thanks to newsreader Siobhan Fletcher, producer Amy Griffiths. After the news at six, Countryside with Kerry and Simon. Greater six with Chris Kindley at six. The Folk Show with John Barker at nine. And I'm back tomorrow at 5.30 with another update. W-I-N-T.